98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The top stories. Hong Kong has again seen a record number of untraceable COVID cases since the fifth wave of the pandemic began. Two buildings in Taipo and Kwai Chung have been locked down, and the Penny's Bay Quarantine Center has received a boost in manpower. Health authorities have reported 103 local COVID infections, 30 of them untraceable. It's the second day in a row Hong Kong has seen a record number of untraceable cases since the fifth wave of infections began. Dr. Chuang Shuk Kwan is from the Center for Health Protection. Judging from the number of cases, especially those without uh, traceable sources, the increasing trend. So we expect the number of cases uh, without sources um, is expected to be increasing. And because of the short incubation period, once he or she is diagnosed, he or she may have already infected other people in the family or in the workplace or in other close contacts. So the speed of spread is very quick. The center is also partially evacuating residents at two blocks in Kwai Fong and Tai Po. It said the virus may have been transmitted at Kwai Fun House and Mei Sun Building. Meanwhile, the hospital authority says it's updating guidelines on when recovered COVID patients can go home. HA Chief Manager Lau Kahin says patients can be discharged if their tests show a very low viral load, namely a CT value higher than 33 for three days in a row. He said the patients wouldn't pose an infection risk. When the patient's CT values is more than 33, the virus is already there. We can't go for any virus from the sample whose CT value is more than 30 uh, in a study in the University of Hong Kong. So that means the patient is not infective and it's safe for the patient to stay at home and the family will not be affected when the patient is discharged. Health authorities have sealed off Chuiwo House of Taiwo Estate in Taipo for an overnight lockdown after detecting preliminary positive COVID cases there. They also locked down Yamyu House, uh, located in Shek Yamas East Estate in Kwai Chung, after discovering a positive case and several preliminary positive infections, which may involve a mutant strain. Both lockdown operations are expected to end at 7 a.m. tomorrow. Chief Secretary John Lee says the manpower at Penny's Bay Quarantine Center has been boosted by two-thirds to a 1,000, and the 24-hour hotline is now in operation. The move comes as COVID quarantine numbers rise. Violet Wong reports. Writing on his blog, Mr. Lee said that since the fifth wave began, the number of people sent into quarantine had jumped over a short period of time. He said this had led to delayed COVID tests at the camp and phone lines being jammed with legislators also mentioning problems. After visiting the center, Mr. Lee said experienced staff would now only be responsible for entering information into the computer about those in quarantine, and that entry and departure records would be checked every night. Mr. Lee also said the Department of Health would lead a new coordination group to improve communication between frontline offices. The Federation of Trade Unions has handed a letter to the Financial Secretary, Paul Chan, about this month's upcoming budget. The Labour Group called on Mr. Chan to again distribute electronic spending vouchers, this time for at least $10,000, saying such a move would stimulate the economy and create jobs. It also suggested a six-month-long $9,000 allowance for the unemployed and an electricity bill subsidy capped at $2,000 and a two-month public housing rent waiver. Beijing has kicked off the Winter Olympics torch relay. Over the next three days, a thousand people will carry the torch past landmarks, including the Great Wall and the Summer Palace. 
At one point, the torch will be passed underwater by amphibious robots, and at another will be moved by autonomous vehicles. It's a scaled-down event because of COVID-19. Sport has also begun at the Games, with Sweden's Amita Deval throwing the first rock in the mixed doubles curling preliminary round at the National Aquatic Center. The Olympics do not officially launch until Friday's opening ceremony. And taking a look at the weather, it will be cloudy with a few rain and mist patches tonight and tomorrow morning. The minimum temperature will be about 13 degrees in the urban areas and a couple of degrees lower in the new territories. The maximum temperature will be around 16 degrees during the day, moderate to fresh north to northeasterly winds. The outlook, the weather will improve in the next few days. Temperatures will rise slightly early next week. And just a reminder, the cold weather warning is in effect. The temperature right now is 15 degrees Celsius, and the relative humidity is 89%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five, pad, five minutes past 11. Students have returned to some public universities in Afghanistan for the first time since the Taliban seized power. But male and female students are segregated. One woman said she'd been told not to walk around her university until the men had finished classes. Here's the BBC's Ambarasan Thirajan. Those Afghan universities in warmer provinces reopened on Wednesday with female students entering via separate doors. In some places, local officials have been asked to conduct separate classes for male and female students or follow staggered operating hours to divide the genders. One witness said Taliban fighters could be seen guarding the entrance of Lakhman University. The Taliban, which barred female education when they last ruled the country, say women students must wear the hijab and the curriculum must be based on Islamic principles. More universities are scheduled to open later this month, but all secondary schools for girls remain closed. It's not a crisis Joe Biden was likely expecting when he became U.S. president, but the standoff with Russia over Ukraine is a critical test of his leadership ability and indeed of his foreign policy vision. One of the big issues is NATO's support for countries near Russia's borders, something Russia says is making it very unhappy. And now Poland says it is expecting the deployment of an additional 2,000 U.S. troops as part of a plan to boost its security. The BBC's Barbara Plett-Usher reports on the mood in America. I'm standing outside the Russian embassy in Washington, D.C. It's a massive square block of a building with lots of long, narrow windows and lots of intrigue when it was being constructed during the Cold War. Not so much intrigue nowadays, I don't think, but there is a lot of tension and there are Ukrainian-American protesters gathered here. To Putin! No to Putin! No to Putin! What do you think about how the U.S. has responded? I think they should be sending more lethal weapons to us and sending a strong signal to Putin because he's already tested us and we failed that test in Crimea. He's doing it again. The Crimean invasion was eight years ago. A lot has happened in Washington since then. Putin did call me a genius and he said I'm the future of the Republican Party. He's a strong leader, I can tell you that, unlike what we have, run by a very smart cookie. Donald Trump's admiration of Vladimir Putin complicated U.S. policy. While Mr. Trump was praising Mr. Putin and disparaging NATO, the FBI was battling Russian election interference. I made it clear to President Putin in a manner very different from my predecessor that the days of the United States rolling over in the face of Russia's aggressive actions are over. Straight-talking Joe Biden turned the clock back to a more traditional U.S. approach. 
but he didn't want confrontation. My sense is that the administration underestimated Russia. Thomas Graham managed White House dialogue with Moscow when George W. Bush was president. The goal of the administration was to stabilize this relationship so that they could focus their energy on dealing with China. Now, Russia was not prepared to accept that. Talk of Russia and Ukraine has definitely captured attention here. We've been tracking the spread of Russian disinformation in Ukraine. And has even slipped its way into Saturday Night Live comedy routines. Ukrainian border encroaching on Russian troops. <laughs> Russian forces surrounding Ukraine just to give it big hug. But the Biden administration is taking this very seriously, tackling it with all the urgency of a Cold War crisis. Researchers are warning of a potential ecological disaster in Britain after finding that climate change is causing plants to flower almost a month earlier than they did four decades ago. The BBC's Helen Briggs reports. The study confirms what many are seeing with their own eyes. Just as autumn leaf fall is being delayed by warmer weather, flowers are appearing ever earlier in spring. And according to researchers at the University of Cambridge, native trees, shrubs, climbers and wildflowers are coming into bloom almost a month earlier on average than in the 1980s. The scientists warn that if the trend continues, there are risks for farming and nature. If life cycles get out of sync... There are dangers for the birds, insects and other wildlife that rely on plants for food. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Hong Kong has again seen a record number of untraceable COVID cases since the fifth wave of the pandemic began. Two buildings in Tai Po and Kwai Chung have been locked down. And the Penny's Bay Quarantine Centre has received a boost in manpower. And just a reminder, the temperature right now is 15 degrees Celsius, relative humidity 89%. And that's the news from RTHK. Tracy, when I'm with you, something you do bounces me off the ceiling. Tracy, day after day, when you're this way. I get a love and feel it Come with me Don't say no Hold me close Tracy, never let go Tracy, you're gonna be Happy with me I'll build a world around you Filled with love everywhere And when you're there so glad I found you. Come with me. Don't say no. Hold me close. Tracy, never, never, ever let me go.
Back with you five minutes early tonight, being a holiday. Normally we're into about 11.15 before we're back on the bus. Tracy by the Cufflinks, good one from the early 70s. Want to be in touch, like a song? Just send over an email to Radio Pete at Gmail. Got a whole variety of stuff for you between now and 1 a.m. Half of your love is just not what I'm after. Part of your world is just not what I need. Some of your time is like one glass of water. Just leaves me thirsty for a while. So fill me Have I settled for seconds? 